and welcome back to Best You Year, the podcast that equips you with the tools and resources to live your best year yet. I'm your host, Jennifer Guidry, and today's podcast episode is all about making room for 2022. I'm going to teach you the most important key for ensuring 2022 is your best year yet and how to ensure you're prepared to reach next level. Welcome to Best You Year Podcast. What's up and happy new year, beautiful people. Happy 2022. I hope you all had a Merry Christmas if you celebrated. I had a wonderful time with family and extended family. I totally indulged and enjoyed some of my favorites, which if you've turned into the podcast last week, you know that entailed more than one bowl of my mom's gumbo. And to my surprise, some of my favorite sweets of the holiday season, courtesy of my dad. Oh, and about last night. New Year's. I hope everyone had a safe and, more importantly, sober celebration. I enjoyed a wonderful dinner by the shoreline here in Connecticut with my monthly co-host and brother, Marcus, and uh, another surprise friend popped up as well. And we had a very good time celebrating New Year's Eve, low-key, really nice dinner. As I kick off this conversation about 2022 and New Year's, I just wanted to have a bit of a confession time. There have been times in the past where, candidly, I was totally caught off guard by like this end of the holiday season thing. I can remember waking up on December 15th and thinking, oh goodness, I have like two weeks before the end of the year. I've got to get it together. So I don't know how many of you are in total denial or shock that we have closed out yet another year. And I have to say, 2021 flew by and left no prisoners. I can't speak for everyone, but this year, unlike some sporadic years in the past, has been one personally where I have seen so much movement in a positive direction when it comes to some of my biggest dreams. I have to say God really showed out in 2021 uh, when it comes to myself, which I'm extremely grateful. Candidly, I've also watched him show out in those around me as well, promoting some of my close friends and changing the trajectory of their careers. We're talking open doors where there were closed to new opportunities and mindsets for others that really helped them release from mental ruts that they had had in the past. And on the flip side, I also know that there are folks that are essentially still struggling, right, with areas in their life. Like, let's just keep it 100. There are a couple areas in my own personal life that I'm still struggling with, like dreams that just have not come to pass just yet. And so I don't want you to feel alone in that. But you can get past that blocking point. And perhaps you feel like you should be further along in life than you are, whether it's in your career or finances or relationship or you fill in the blank, whatever that is for you, I don't want you to go another day or year thinking you don't have the ability or power to change your trajectory because it is not true. I remember when I was in grad school getting my executive MBA and I was a little annoyed with the way I answered a question on an economic exam. 
I turned in the exam and then totally started rethinking my answer to one of the questions. And I, I honestly, I had a really great, great econ professor, Professor Farhad, just a nod to him. I was so frustrated that I went to him after class a day or two after the exam before we received our final grades. And I told him how I believed I should have gone a different direction with my answer. And he looked at me, people, and this was one of many defining moments for me in my life when it comes to how we create our lives. He simply said to me, you had a choice. And it was not a multiple choice exam, but he told me, you had a choice. And those were simple but prophetic words that have such wide application and biblical roots if I'm keeping it 100. And I carry those words with me always because I never believe I'm without a choice, without power, or that I'm a victim. That same application applies to how we live in every area. So going back to the start of the new year, you have a choice. Guess what? You always had a choice. If you aren't happy with something in your life, you have a choice, even in this moment, whether you're going to believe you are powerless or powerful. You may be thinking at this moment, I get it, Jennifer. I've heard all of this before, but where do I start? And I keep, I keep getting passed by at work for promotions, or I've been at the same job for years with minimal movement, or I'm a great person, but I can't seem to attract my person into my life. People, my life started to change when I became intentional. I became clear about the vision I had for my life. What did that entail? That's what I want to talk about today. I set my list of top goals and intentions for the year, which really isn't a newsflash because I've talked about this a little bit in podcasts before. I wrote it down simply on a piece of paper. I kept it in front of me. In other words, I revisited that piece of paper as often as I needed to as a reminder of the intention and commitment I made to myself. There was absolutely, and I'll say this again, there was absolutely nothing monumental or new about this practice. And for folks who don't realize this, there is absolutely nothing new that is under the sun, people. Nothing. There are fancy speakers that may put their new spin on it, make it sound more sexy or alluring, but the principles that work are time-tested and they're rooted in foundational truths to success. So why do I write my vision down and encourage you all to do so? For me, it goes back to Habakkuk 2. That's a, that's a book in the Bible, in case you didn't know. You might be saying, Jennifer, I'm not a Christian. I don't care about some dumb book or story. And I'm going to ask you, just humor me right now. This is not about me trying to convince you of anything on a biblical level. That really is not my job. This is really getting back to sharing what I believe are practices that can change your life. So going back to Habakkuk 2. Habakkuk is a, is a prophet. He's setting himself in alone time. That's how the chapter 2 starts. He's setting himself alone time away from distractions, and essentially waiting to see what God is going to tell him. Lo and behold, people, God says in verse two to, I quote, write the vision and make it plain upon tables or tablets 
that he may run that read it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. I get goosebumps every time I read that. Not because, as you guys know, feelings are not required for me to understand the importance of that action, but just because I recognize how much that has played out in my own life when I think about what I accepted by faith when I read that scripture. I took action by writing it down, and it has worked in my life. I wrote down as one of my intentions in 2021 was to be promoted to VP level with a certain salary or better by 1231 of 2021. When I wrote that down, people, I did not know how it was going to happen when it would happen. I also had previously wrote down my intention years ago, which I shared in a prior podcast episode around my list of top 200 goals. And one of which, if you recall, was being promoted to an assistant vice president level, making X amount of money at my former employer. I was very, very specific about this intention. I had been so specific about it. I was working toward it. But I had actually put aside that top 200 list and had completely forgotten. Like it was probably like number, I don't know, I'm just, I'd have to go back and look and see. But I think it was like number like, I don't know, in the 40s or something. I'll have to fact check myself and give an update on that. But my point is it wasn't like in my top five, I don't believe. So I I wrote it down. I was intentional. And lo and behold, prior to leaving my former employer for an additional promotional opportunity recently, which was the VP level, I had accomplished that goal of reaching AVP in my career. And I have to say that none of this happened by accident. A lot of people will say, well, you know, Jennifer, you just worked hard and just this is the reward for doing so. I would like to say that hard work is all it takes, but the reality is I know a lot of people that work hard that don't reach the same level of success. I had someone tell me recently that you're just smart, and for that I will reply, if I'm going to bet on anyone, I'm, I'm always going to bet on myself, not necessarily because I'm smart in and of myself, but because I know that God has given me the wisdom and guidance to navigate. He's given me supernatural favor. I didn't graduate, as I think about like education-wise, I didn't graduate high school, top of my class. I didn't go to an Ivy League college. I was an average student at best. And, and I will say a lot of that was probably just because of my own effort. I think I'm above average. But in high school, I would say I applied myself at average level. So I was an average student and not the most advanced education system. I was blessed to go to private schools for kindergarten through sixth grade, but after sixth grade, I was in public schools through high school. My point is, yes, I'm well-educated, but there's always someone smarter in the room than I am, and candidly, I would hope so. But what I may or may not lack in a certain area, I know that I'm more than covered. God has the gap for me. I know I'm on a bit of a soapbox here, folks, but I hope you get my point that I didn't reach where I am today because I had this great Ivy League education or silver spoon in my mouth. 
I really started to see the shifts in my life when I took the word of God as it was. No questions, no doubts. So no matter your faith, applying these principles are always going to net you positive. But for me, I couldn't be 100 with you on my why and skip this part. And when I say that, even if you apply these principles, it'll still work. It's the reality of the success that I see in a lot of people's lives that aren't necessarily Christians. If you get down to, and I'm not talking about people who like are corrupt and and steal and, you know, push their way to the top. I'm talking about folks who are, are good people, but may not necessarily prescribe to a Christian faith. If you talk to them about their habits, the things that they do to be successful, it will all come back to these truths that I'm talking about, which is why I say there's nothing new under the sun and there's nothing that is life awe about the principles that are here. It's just the fact that some people know about them and some people don't, but they've always been around. It's always been consistent and it's tried and true. The truth never changes. So now that you understand my why, a personal vision statement. That's where we want to start when we talk about intentionality. And I had a really great opportunity, just to pause for a moment, I had a really great opportunity to sit in on a podcast as a guest for Warden Webster podcast about intention on this week's episode. And they had me come in because number one, because I, I'm best friends is one of the co-hosts. And he invited me in because he knows like this is like right up my alley with Best You Year and I'm all about it. And so we were talking about intention versus resolution. And so I'll share a little bit about this with you. And if you want to listen more, again, go to Warden Webster Podcast. You can subscribe to them. They're on every platform, Google Podcasts, Spotify, etc. And I think they're also on YouTube. So we were talking about intention versus resolutions. And one of the questions that we sort of all answered was what were our thoughts around like intentionality versus resolutions and which way do we lean? And I will say I definitely lean more towards the intention space. And the reason why is because when I think about intention and resolutions, it comes down to just definition. So intention is really about that shift in mindset versus resolution being something that's like a hard and fast goal. And I think that's why most people fail at their New Year's resolutions, because in order to accomplish goals in a consistent way, in a way that's going to continue to have trajectory and set more goals and accomplish them, it's all about typically a shift in mindset. Like you have to be prepared. You have to be that person on the inside that can achieve those outwarded results. It doesn't happen from the standpoint like life success. Oh, I set these goals. I achieve them. And then voila, I'm like this awesome person. If you're going to do it the right way, the tried and true way, the way that continues to reap results, it's all about What is that mindset shift that needs to happen within us? And then you can take that mindset shift and you can translate that into goals. Because typically, it's not that the goals that we have, right, are 
not achievable. Typically, it's something about us that needs to change. Like, for example, for me, I will say this, and I was having a conversation, um, a quick conversation last night with uh, my monthly co-host as we were on our way to um, dinner. I think actually it happened before dinner. I was running behind. So my my mindset in terms of my ability to be punctual has got to change. So like for church, I'm on time and for work, I'm on time, but pretty much everything else, like I always allow room for extra time. And I really have to get better at that. And so I am working on like, what is that behavior mindset that needs to change within Jennifer to ensure my goal of being on time and on time, meaning like five to 10 minutes early, because that's really what on time is. How do I achieve that in like more the personal area of my life? Again, work, I'm good. Church, I'm good. Everything else is just like, yeah, you know, they'll see me when they see me. But I'm not really proud of that. I want to do better in that. So I've got to shift my mindset when it comes to how I think about being on time. And that mindset is going to shift because I'm going to be intentional about it. Well, so you may be thinking, okay, we talked about intentionality. We talked about resolutions, which are more like these hard sort of Uh, I shouldn't say hard, but sort of like high pie in the sky goals. You just kind of pick them out of everywhere. This is why people don't end up like losing weight, like 30 pounds in like 40 days, because that's a really hard thing to do. It takes a lot of discipline. Discipline takes a mindset shift within us. It does not happen at the drop of a dime. So intentionality, when I think about how to ensure we reach that next level of success in 2022 comes back to really creating a personal vision statement. So I talked about vision statement in the past about like writing our goals down for the year. I talked about top 200, but even taking it a step back, really getting to the core of a personal vision statement is critical. And we're going to talk a little bit about what a personal vision statement is. But first, I want to get back to sort of the benefits of it. When we have a personal vision statement, it makes it easier to make decisions for ourselves in our lives. Because we define who we are, the kind of life that we want to live in that personal vision statement. When it comes to not only our career, um, our potential marriages, our potential relationships, how we're going to contribute to this world, et cetera, et cetera. So it's touching on a number of areas, whether professionally, personally, in our relationships, in our spiritual walk, in how we treat our own self-care, how we treat our personal growth. It touches on those things. It makes it easier when we have a personal vision statement to make decisions because it's our guidepost. So as we come to face decisions that are seemingly complicated and we don't know which way to go, we can go back to that personal vision statement and say, oh oh yeah, I remembered I said I wanted to be a person who is on time for things. And now I'm being approached with yet another ask. How is this going to impact my ability to show up in the best way on time for my current commitments? It will make it easier to make those decisions. It also provides direction. We know where we're going. When you have a vision, you know what the end goal is. Now, I'll say that vision statement may need to be tweaked and changed because life tweaks and changes. But at the core, you know the direction that you're going to. You don't have to wonder, oh my goodness, if I do this, where am I going to go? You already know where you're going to go. It's just a matter of making decisions that line up with that direction. 
The third benefit it has is it shapes our long-term and short-term goals to be specific. So when I have that personal vision statement, I can think about, okay, because I want my life to look like this professionally, what are some of those long-term goals that I want to accomplish that align professionally? What are some of those short-term goals that need to align professionally? Or I want to be in a position to attract my person. I want to be um, the kind of person that draws in the right person. So what are some long-term goals? What are some short-term goals that I need to work on? I want to attract my right person. What am I looking for in that person? And am I that person? And what are those goals in the short term that I need to make for myself to have me more aligned with the person that I want to attract into my life? The fourth thing is it gives us motivation through those ups and downs, valleys and lows of life because those are inevitable. The ups and downs are going to come. But when we see our vision statement and we know the direction that we're headed and we know we're staying true to our core, it will help motivate us. When we experience those downtimes, we know that we now have a vision. There's a reason why we're going to endure. We're going to get past those laws because we have this vision of that life that we're creating. And then the fifth thing is, it's all about balance. So that vision statement helps us, as I mentioned, it's going to be professional. It's going to be personal. It's going to have all the elements that are important to us, which helps us to create more balanced lives as a result. So those are the five things. So going back to the purpose behind today's episode and really ensuring we're prepared for next level in 2022. We talked about we're going to be intentional. And this is the number one key. In other words, we are going to take action that is well planned. But we're going to take action that is well planned when it comes first to our personal vision statement. I wrote a personal vision statement at the end of 2021 in preparation for 2022. And I won't share all of it with you because it's personal for a reason, right? But I want to share one snippet of it just to give you a little bit of idea of where I'm coming from. So I will say I started out with something that was like, this is this is how I'm going to lead my life, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm going to accomplish these things by X, Y, and Z. And one of those snippets of how I was going to accomplish what I was going to accomplish was continuing to be a successful businesswoman and breaking barriers and glass ceilings to be the first woman of color in the C-suite of a Fortune 500 insurance company or better. So I'll pause. I always say or better because I'm open to whatever God has. And I know that whatever plan he has is going to far surpass whatever vision I can make for myself. So I just wanted to share a little bit about my personal vision statement to help you get started in your own. As a wrap up, I know this was a lot for this week's episode. So I hope that you took good notes. I hope that you are thinking about your personal vision statement. And if you have any questions in terms of how to put together a personal vision statement, please feel free to reach out to me, social media, email, etc. But what's up on next week's episode? Our first ever January Book of the Month Club starts next week featuring Dr. Caroline Leaf's Cleaning Up the Mental Mess. We're going to review small snippets, as I mentioned before, each week, but give a full review at month close. So don't forget to grab your copy through her website, drleaf.com, amazon.com, or any online retailer. 
You may even be able to find your book for free through your local library service if you have an active library card. We're going to continue our discussion on ensuring we have a successful 22 in next week's episode. This week, we gave background on the personal vision statement, the power it has. And next week, we're going to talk about how to construct your personal vision statement and how to make it work for us in the new year. All exciting stuff, but please keep your questions coming in if you have any on how to construct your personal vision statement, because I will use those questions and hopefully answer them in next week's episode. As always, if you enjoyed this podcast episode focused on new year intention and what we can do to ensure next level success in 2022, please hit subscribe to Best New Year on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, Google Podcasts, or your platform of choice. And if this topic is helping you, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or write to me at bestyouyear at yahoo.com. I would love to hear from you. I heard from folks who I know personally this week via text and Facebook on how much they're enjoying the podcast. This means so much to me. So thank you. Keep it coming. But I do have to ask for reviews because they're better. They allow others to gain visibility in what we're receiving here. And I want to help as many people as possible. So appreciate your help and support in that area. I hope your 2022 is off to a fantastic start and that you get started on thinking about your personal vision statements. Until then, have a great rest of the week. 